This work was created on the unceded lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. This is a fictional podcast and any names and stories bearing resemblance to real people are coincidental. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. May I suggest you head back to start at episode one. Hi, I'm Tony Lee, and I'm Development Executive at Fake House Pictures. It's Wednesday morning, the 15th of December, day three of our week of development at Channel 8. We've been asked to move location again. First it was the boardroom, then the function room, and today we're in a large green room area near an unused studio with much less privacy. Hello, testing, testing, one, two, one, two. Okay, excellent, good. This is me setting up the recorder for the day. I didn't realise that I would be capturing a somewhat confidential conversation between Mina and Sanvi. Hey Mina. Hey, how How are you? Is everything okay? Like, I know yesterday was pretty rough. are you feeling okay? Uh, I will be. Okay. Yeah, cool. Well, if you need to chat, then here. Mm. Hey, Sambi. Hey, guys. Oh, Mina, I'm glad you're here. I thought it might be good to have a quick chat. Um, I'm going to get coffees. Do either of you want anything? Uh, short black for me, please. Short black, do you want anything? Just uh, a piccolo. Piccolo. Okay, Cheers. cool. See you in a bit. Okay, great. Thanks, Tony. So, uh, Mina, I thought I might be first, uh, first good to chat with you. I've, um, I've spoken with Steve, and he's... Not very happy with what's gone down, um, you know, and he's pretty much tasked me with making sure this sort of thing doesn't happen again with this project. Um, and I want to make sure that you know that I agree with why, why you made that post, um, but I can't agree with how you did it. Um, I know you didn't say anything, but it was sort of created this, it was the impetus behind a whole set of, you know, comments and feedback and interviews and press and um, it's put me in a weaker position at the network, um, which Steve made very clear. Um, and, you know, if I go down, we all go down. So I just thought it was worth just trying to get from you an acknowledgement that this won't happen again. The thing that's not happening again is the photo or...? Commenting publicly about the project, if, even if indirectly. Right. So can I get your acknowledgement on that? Because I really need to go back to Steve and say, this definitely won't happen again. And if I don't? Well, then it's, you know, we do have a code of conduct. And, you know, I'm sure you've, you've read it um, as having signed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just feel like um, I was responding to the thing that incited, I don't think it's fair to characterise what happened is I started something. It didn't stem from me, it stemmed from what you did, what the channel did, you know. Hi guys. Hi Penny, welcome, welcome to the day. Overnight, there's been a flurry of social media activity and a surprising amount of both independent and mainstream media jumping on the bandwagon. It seems like everyone is furiously adding their opinions to the frenzied conversation about the photoshopped picture of the writer's room. As a result, Steve asked Sanvi to do a number of things. One of them was to pull Mina into line and make sure that something like this didn't happen again. 
Here's Sanvi speaking to the writer's room to explain what else she's been asked to do. So uh, I spoke with Steve last night. Um, Listen, it wasn't the easiest conversation I've ever had. Obviously, um, I and you all agree that the photo uh, was poorly edited and, you know, that never should have happened. At the same time, uh, you know, someone, someone in marketing made those edits and someone in PR chose to release it. And, um, you know, from the network's perspective, they can't backpedal on the photo. It's already out in the public domain. Um, but at the same time, you know, there are learnings, I think. So I've tried to, to, to push internally that, um, you know, we should you know, apologize as a network for what has happened, um, and they've agreed. Um, so, you know, hopefully you guys can all expect a, a public apology in the next 24 hours, max, I think. Um, the, you know, I don't, I think opinions within the network are mixed. You know, there was the radio interview in which the, the key, the soundbite was that it was, it's okay, it's this Photoshop, this is commonplace. Um, but at the same time, I made very clear that, you know, the conversations in the room were not, were not positive about what happened. And just to be clear, it was taken out of context. Totally, totally. Um, but I think, you know, uh, I had quoted back to me that the Korean academic said that it was okay, so what are you talking about, Sanvi? So just, you know, uh, yeah. you know conversations inter- you know, internally at the network aren't as progressed as they, as they could be. Um, and particularly aren't as progressive as they are in the Twitter sphere. Is the apology written or is it going to be spoken? Um... Uh, it'll be written. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually writing it myself. Why are you writing it? Um, because they, the network execs didn't feel like, um, well, frankly, there was no one else from a diverse background. So <laughs> it stuck with me and I'll be writing it. And it'll then obviously have to go through legal and PR and I'm sure they'll make whatever tweaks they need to make. Sanvi has been asked to write the apology on behalf of the network. The group starts to discuss how difficult it is to do the work we've been tasked to do while all of this is going on. But then something pulls us out of our bubble of drama. Hi, Lee. Hi, Hi, Lee. Good morning. Hi, sorry I'm late. You okay? What's wrong? I had to... (laughs) There was a train strike and I had to take an Uber... Then I had to change Uber because the first Uber, Uber driver was being really inappropriate. What, what happened? What happened? You know how it starts. They will ask you about your marital status. Somehow it will become a conversation about operations that you might have had on your boobs, on your genitalia. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. Lee's experience is sobering. It's not always possible to separate our personal lives from our work lives particularly when our work life keeps referring to our personal identities. We all take a break to grab a cup of tea and try to restart the day. For the rest of day three, we get on with the work of the writer's room. Sanvi stays and contributes, avoiding Steve and her colleagues. Mina is pretty quiet, much quieter than usual. Lee is present, but every now and then I catch her with a glassy look in her eyes and I presume she's thinking back to her trip into work. It's now the next day. Thursday morning, the 16th of December. 
Day four of our week of development. The pitch is tomorrow. Today, they've put us in an empty, echoey, unused studio with plastic fold-up chairs. Okay, good morning all. Um, Did you see the apology? Where's that? It was on um, Channel 8's website. Oh, no, I haven't seen it. Do you want me to to read it? Okay, I'm just going to read it because you've you've read it, haven't you, (laughs) Mina? Okay. Uh, And, I mean, Sambi, I'm assuming... I've seen it. This isn't what you wrote. This is not the one I wrote. (laughs) Okay. Okay, here we go. So it was it was posted um, just an hour ago, 8 a.m. Um, Channel 8 Chair Rhiannon West, CEO Declan Brown and Director of Network Programming Steve White said, as previously stated, Channel 8 has policies and procedures in place which ensure an equal opportunity for all free of discrimination. Over the years, Channel 8 has screened content from around the world, reflecting and supporting diversity and inclusion, specifically in partnering with government agencies and production companies to increase women in key creative roles in projects across the network. The Writers' Room discussed this week, that's us guys, is just one example of our commitment to this. Channel 8 supports the individuals who are in the diverse writers' room currently employed with the network and respects their thoughts and freedom of expression. We believe that Channel 8 is leading the way with fair, respectful conversations in order to create systemic change. Uh, um, that's it. That's kind of weird. So I didn't, I didn't understand the apology because, of I don't, it. Like, I didn't what they, hear I, much. I don't think it's an apology. I think it's just a statement. Like, yeah. I think... I mean, because Sandy wrote an apology. Because it just goes into, like, what they've done, but they haven't really done What policies in place? What? We have policies in place. Well, I mean, you know when you you sign the contract with Channel 8, then you have to, like, do their code of conduct and say, you know, I mean, you sign it, right? Like, and then you're beholden to all of their HR policies. But they don't, they don't recognise or uphold their own policies so therefore you know how does that even apply to say that you have them in place if you're not going to follow them yourself that makes no sense that makes no sense so like the the internet the girlies everyone's sort of like asking for an apology and this is their response to that demand this is this is their statement their response that they haven't right said Right. So I, just I, I to just find it really interesting that they um, seems quite um, recently they're sort of um, uh, equal opportunity for all, blah 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 blah. However, they they are leading. Uh, they they seem to be they're also leading the way. Channel Eight is leading the way. Well, this is the thing they're using the fact that we are here. As right. one of the ways that they're leading. leading, but it wasn't even their choice. It was because Steve. <laughs> yeah, you know. But is it? Can I just say also, like, it's not what Sambi wrote. Sambi rather wrote. Um, and so it's interesting that they put her in that position. A complete waste of time, and because completely agonised over her it. Time and labour. Doing and something that's changed. not my job anyway. <laughs> and to let me, and just to be clear, you know, in, in what I wrote, there was a you know, specific reference to the skin colouring incident because that's what 
this is this is about and there was you know an actual apology so i think you know this has gone through the the legal and pr systems and obviously sanitized it to such a degree that there's nothing negative in this statement but highlighting the fact that we're here and the photo was about us being here mm -hmm. and there's still no apology about that it's just look we have this like as if our mentioning our presence here is going to fix the problem which is what they're supposed to be apologizing for ah. they've done the same thing twice it they've used our existence again the fuck is with them putting it on their website and not even sending it to us like that was half the problem like, the first that time. That was half the problem the first time, you know? Literally. Like, some of us didn't even see this supposed apology until it was read out now. Yeah. And who's that apology for? Their own reputation? Like, it's giving Justin Timberlake apologising to us. Don't you actually about... have to say the word sorry in an apology? Just. <laughs> Did they screenshot it from their notes? <laughs> and who is this apology for? Is this for, like, the people who already support them? And then part of it is almost like, is it a backhanded way of telling us to be quiet and get on with the work? Yeah, look, I mean, if it's going on their website, it's going to the audiences they already have, they're just getting people to support them and to be like, yeah, you're great, rather than acknowledging what they did, they're just building an army behind them against this. And being passive-aggressive against those who aren't. Mm. Yeah. Just doing the right things. Have there been any reactions to this apology? Well, um, it... Um, I don't know, I haven't seen it yet. It was only an hour ago. I only saw it because someone, like, screenshot it and put it on their story. But, like, I didn't... Um, yeah, I also didn't know... Sammy, did you know that they were going to post it this morning? No, I, I sent them the draft of my letter yesterday. Uh, I assumed it was going to come out today, but um, obviously they've, they, they've changed it. But, but, yeah, I did expect it to come out today. So it's only on the website? It's only on the website. But, and um, other people are pulling it for their socials, but they haven't even put it on their socials where they put the, the photo. Yeah, exactly. That um, just shows how little bargaining power that we have, because it almost tells us that we don't have a right to ask for even an apology. And mm. what, what made, we, made us think? It's almost like it shows us how naive we were, that that we are within this power structure that we can make these demands off of them, you know, make a, make a demand of an apology, make a demand of, you know, of just basic human kindness by not representing us in a way that's, that's inaccurate. Because they have the power to do all that. They have the power to change your skin colour and they have the power to ignore, ignore you once you've signed on... A dotted line. Mm. The room questions whether we should even continue with the work or boycott the entire week. Blake brings this up. Are we sure that this channel is actually a safe space for our story? Are we wanting to put this in their hands? We, we still haven't yeah. pitched yet. Because I think... Because if this is what they do to the apology... They take the what words of a person of colour and then they show. twist it. Yeah, and they've already done it to the photo. They've done it to the apology. What are they going to do? To the actual show. It feels like... Um, like in the labour imagining of, like, 
existing under capitalism, like the factory floor workers. Well, I guess, I don't know. Artists generally, we find it hard for whatever reasons, probably because we want to aspire to a different class strata than we actually exist in as labourers, that, um, that we're essentially labourers who have made a demand for a changing working conditions <laughs> around our safety. And yeah, they've decided, well, like the, we can, they can get away with burying a nothing statement in their website, not removing the photo um, from their socials, um, Is the not apologising. Yeah, still there. Not apologising publicly, not apologising to us internally, not actually addressing our core demand and still expecting us to do our work, to still make them a show, to still be excellent. And make so them money. And make the money. So they can be the leading the channel in diversity. <laughs> yeah, so maybe it is that thing. Maybe, yeah, the, and your option sometimes is, your only option is to withdraw labour, is to take yourself out of the equation. But by doing so, does anything change? Because someone has to be here to do it, right? So who's going to say that they're not going to do it to the next group of people they bring in? And, like, leaving this is also, like, not even an option for some people, you know? It's money. It's money. It's, it's credit. It's an opportunity to work and hone skills. I don't know. Yeah, a broadcasting credit, like, it's, like, so much writing There's still so much in this that I, as a person, am grateful for but I know that there are people in here that have been more directly affected by this issue than me do you know yeah I think we've come you know despite everything that's happened um we've got the pictures in pretty good shape um and we can see the week through um, I don't know, um, Sanvi, for you, I mean, you gave them the apology letter, they've butchered it. What do you, do you, do you need any support from us? Do you, what, what's your next steps, do you think? Or are you just going to ignore it? Or Yeah, I mean, I think the, you know, they've kind of done sort of by saying nothing, they've made it very difficult for us to have grounds to walk away, really. It's not like they've actively done anything with this statement they've actively done nothing with this statement and um, as a result you know if we didn't walk away with the photo you know why walk away now I guess I mean I still believe in the project I still want to I still believe that if we can get something like this pitched and accepted and in development um, and you know on screens eventually I think it could have it could be for the greater good so I think, you know, from my perspective, know, I just sacrifice know. now and, and hope that this turns into something that's positive. I don't know, maybe all of this around it may actually help us, man. Like, all of the attention. Is it worthwhile 
I don't know if it's even feasible or realistic to imagine a reality where this amazing thing we are creating, that a pitch that is in a strong shape can exist in a space different and separate to this. Like maybe that's like just logistical producery questions that like are above our pay grades, I don't know, but it feels like I, I, I don't feel like, I don't think it's us squandering this opportunity. I don't think it's us not understanding the weight of what this is. We've to not be buzzwordy, but it, it feels weirdly reflexive to blame us for, potent, for choosing or feeling like we need to or should or would want to walk away from a space that has treated us like this and will treat our audiences like this. The harm is one directional. The violence is one directional. And us responding to that in the ways that we see fit isn't us yeah, yeah, we're, we're responding, we're reacting, we're trying to find a way out from under this thumb as best as we can. Yeah. Can it exist? <laughs> um, well, I mean, contractually, the, the work we've done in the room is owned by Channel 8. Um, and, and, you know, I don't, I don't feel pessimistic about that at all because I think hearing all your great minds and your great ideas and the things we've come up with we've got plenty of ideas so if we give this to them and they don't run with it and it sits on a shelf you know or they make it and they (laughs) stuff it up um with or without us um we will go on to create other good work this is diversity work Diversity work is being torn between the institutions we operate in and our own values and relationships. Diversity work is being asked to do extra labour because of your identity. Diversity work is putting our struggles with discrimination in our personal lives aside in our professional lives. Diversity work is waiting for an apology that never comes. In the next episode, things start to implode. Diversity Work was directed and edited by me, Pearl Tan, and co-created and performed by Pearl Tan, Anna Maria Bello, George Coles, Madison Coles, Emily Dash, More Blessing Mature, Jane Park, Priya Roy, Amy Stewart and Susie Rong. Sound recording by Ingrid Raoul. Sound design and mixing by Raquel Cuevas. <laughs>